Hello. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. And welcome back Hello. to another episode of your favorite podcast. Uh, that means Def Leppard, not Jimmy Pardo. Uh, where we, it's called Till Def. Do us Do party. And we are welcoming you to this lovely pup party where we will be discussing the works of the rock and roll band Def a Leopard. Podcast. Podcast. As Dr. Def is playing my theme music, I guess it's time mm-hmm. for me to uh, introduce myself. I am your leopard tamer, Stuart Wellington. And joining me, as always, is Dr. Def himself, Alex Smith. How are you doing, Alex Smith? I'm doing great. Call me on the line. Call me anytime. I'm Dr. Def, Alex Smith. So, this show, we work through the musical creations of everyone's favorite uh, band from England. Uh, the band is Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. And we've been slowly, uh, slowly working our way through. And on tonight's episode, we're going to be talking about a chunk of their, possibly, some would argue their masterwork, uh, Hysteria. Uh, but before we get to that, Alex, uh, I had a question for you. Do you, you have a question think... for me? I have a question for you, not for the listeners. Although okay. they can listen in, of course. Or they can just mute it. Um, have you ever... Do you think anyone in the world has the name Jeff Leopard? <laughs> uh, I don't. It's funny that you ask that you asked that because I was just thinking the I've, I had the random thought last night or not last night it was like two nights ago. Okay, that, get, get it straight. Yeah, it's two nights ago that uh, that it would be great to just have a, a really fancy restaurant and just call it Jeff, just the word, just Jeff. Uh, it's Jeff, not really like, a, just like the like name Jeff, J E F or J E F F J E F F. Okay, Jeff. N- like not a, Joff. Like a fancy, like not not quite five star, maybe four star restaurant. Uh, okay, called Jeff, and it's not. I mean, it's not that funny. I just thought it just seems like it'd be a nice be a nice name for a. I mean, nice it doesn't sound funny at all. It sounds like a genuine business idea. So, yeah. at Jeff, what would what are we talking about? Is this part of the slow food movement? Is this new American? Is this? Uh, is this oh, French? Jeff's a, Jeff's a bistro. Jeff's definitely a bistro. Um, what, is it like? Is it like ca- uh, casual business? Casual business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can carry. You can carry on casual business at this at, at Jeff <laughs> <laughs> if you want to. Um, it's kind of upscale cash. Okay, um, upscale cash. Are they? Yeah. No, what are they known for? What, what what's collars, what's the, but uh, not necessarily button up. Um, they're known what, for their collars. No, I'm saying the what you wear when you go to Jeff. Uh, you know, but but what does the staff wear? Do they wear like tank tops? The staff wears like those French style uh, black and white shirts okay. with little uh, red like like what, what uh, handkerchiefs, kerchiefs, yeah, kerchiefs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and little berets. Uh, like smaller than a normal beret or just a beret? Very, 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 very small berets. Like a tiny okay. little beret. Like basically a, a hair clip size beret. 
Like the like the kind of beret that if a kid was wearing it and he had lice, the lice might just put it on and walk yeah. away with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the lice okay. would steal the beret. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what. Do you have okay, more so that's Jeff. About Jeff? That, <laughs> I mean, uh, what are your, what are your opening hours? What time do you open on a Tuesday? <laughs> On a Tuesday, well, we'd want to yeah. be we'd want to be open for uh, for like a, a a workplace brunch on a t- on a Tuesday. So we'll probably open at around eleven on a Tuesday at Jeff's. Okay, and do you get do you guys take Discover? Of course, of course, oh, man. Yeah, yeah that's of course dumb we take for me we take ask. Discover, we take American Express, we take pretty much everything but Mastercard. <laughs> wow. Oh man, I guess Jeff is uh, taking a stand against those big fees from the mm-hmm. Mastercard. Okay, so uh, moving on, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the band Def Jeff, Leppard. Jeff wants to be priceless, not MasterCard. Oh, okay, uh, that's a reference to the MasterCard commercials. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the priceless series, I think is what they call it. <laughs> the priceless series of so, commercials. Real cultural touchstone. So Def Leppard's Hysteria is a record that has multiple songs on it. It does. And we have already, uh, uh, last episode, we covered a song called Rocket. Rocket. Uh, do we have any highlights from that episode, Alex? You want to cue up some highlights? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's, uh, here's some flashbacks, some flash forwards, and some highlight reels, and some big hits and slams and flubs, and complete bloops from the last episode. Uh, right now. <laughs> Stuart, okay, I, think gonna, this song, I think this song's fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, wait, were you doing you or were you doing me? I can't tell with that uh, that accent. This has been a classic bloop from the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you lost me on this bit. Is this some kind of a... Okay, so uh, today we're going to be talking about a different song. Uh, do we have any... Now, normally we talk a little bit about, uh, right up front, we talk a little bit about restaurant plans, and we also talk about uh, kind, of the, <laughs> kind of the theme of the record so far, the theme of the record. Yeah. Uh, and so far, <laughs> it's been a little all over the place. We begin at almost like a Genesis moment with the song Exactly. Women. Yes. And then Rocket blasts us off into space, while at the same time, keeping our feet planted firmly on the ground, on the rocky ground of rock and roll. Yeah, women is a is a simple creation story uh, that <laughs> that sort of uh, that sort of takes takes us from the end of Pyromania, the 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 end of the I mean what's what's supposed to be literally the end of our lives, back yeah. to the beginning of time for humanity. Um, women with with this, like you said, a Genesis story, like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, being uh, Eve being created. But it's a more broad, more general. It's not specifically like the Judeo-Christian, like it's not the biblical story of Adam and Eve because because in this, uh, it's it's women as a whole being created, presumably because Joe Elliott wants there to be more than one woman around as a you know as a to to pursue. Then Rocket, he's, he's had a complicated relationship with women up until this point. Yeah, but we got to give him credit for uh, for for finally recognizing the beauty, yeah. Yeah, the, the beauty that is, uh, that is women who are of course, one part love, one part wild, one part lady. Uh, and then another uh... part rocket is like 
part nostalgia cruise on one on one hand, where it's okay. a, it's this list of classic rock references uh, being shot out into space on Lou Reed's Satellite of Love, and then it's also the fulfillment of rock and roll's prophecy. We are again brought back to the very beginning of something, like with the Genesis story, where uh, Rocket. The song, the song Rocket as a single being released in 1988 uh, refers back to the first ever rock and roll song, mm-hmm. Rocket 88. And then also that also that song has a um, underlying theme of like leaving things behind you, leaving things done and taking off into a new maybe universe, a new world, a new new experiences, just opening your heart up to new things. Yeah, you are no longer a pupa. You have pushed out of your chrysalis, and you are a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Come, perhaps, my baby. Come, my pretty lady. You're my butterfly sugar baby. Yeah. And perhaps we're headed to that new Garden of Eden. Yeah. Uh, if, if one wants to try to place a narrative at this point... Like <clears throat> it's the a little early... Th- yeah, it's a little easy in the in the in in hysteria to say that there's some a thematic narrative, but if you want to draw if you want to try to draw that line between A and B, you could say, well, we've made we've we've mucked up this this world clearly. We yeah. I mean we listen to Pyromania, we listen to how badly uh, Joe Elliott and his friends fucked up <laughs> Earth with their unchecked masculine issues. And now we're just shooting off to try to find this new Eden. If that 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 may be what's happening here. Okay. Now we are about to talk about track number three on Hysteria Side A, and that song is Animal. All right. Um, so we so got some sweet little guitar work yeah. uh, for the intro. Not a huge surprise. We're talking about a band like Def Leppard. They always open up with a little bit of sweet guitar stuff. Yeah, it's 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 down to business pretty quick. There's about yeah. there's like uh, there's like four bars or something of a little mm-hmm. of a little guitar squeal, a little um, something that I think uh, we can go ahead and say. Uh, because the song is called Animal, and we've heard a little bit of that first verse. It's all, it's very, there's a lot of animal references. I think the opening guitar licks in this song sound like calling birds or like animals in the jungle hollering out. Yeah, um, it's, su- it's super primal. Like, it just grips you right in the in the belly. Mm-hmm. Deep down where in, your, where in your, your primal where, belly. Yeah, where your animal instincts begin. Mm-hmm. Animal instinct being the original title of this album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hmm. This album, as, as we may have discussed a little bit, I don't recall, uh, uh-huh. this album took a long time to record. This, uh, it, was, um, it came out in 87, 
and their album before that had come out in 83. Pyromania came out in 83, right? Uh, I think so. A long time has passed. A lot of things have happened. As we've discussed, Rick Allen has had his arm stolen uh, yep. by the KGB. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this song was one of the first songs that they recorded at their earliest sessions for Hysteria back when it was going to be probably called Animal Instinct, a reference specifically to this song. But they'd never, they couldn't get it right. They never liked it. Joe Elliott said that the version that they first recorded had, had a sound that was growing old by the time they were finishing up the album. So they, so they decided to scrap that. They, they tried to record this song a few times, and then, uh, and then he said at some point they just took his vocal track and the drums and they just sat down and, rec- and, and played a whole new song with just, just going off of the vocals and the drums. Okay, so they retained the drums and the vocal part, and then they threw on some sweet guitars. Now, at this point, speaking of guitar work, at what point did they swap in? Uh, did the did the guitarist change? Did because uh, oh. it's it's still Steve Clark and Phil Collin, yeah. Yes, uh, Phil Collin played on the last album. Phil Collin played on Pyromania, but he didn't write anything. No, uh, it's likely no. He he came on relatively late because because Pete Willis, remember, sadly Pete Willis. Yeah, um, was was thrown out of the band for uh, for not being able to come to recording sessions on time. And when he was on time, he was drunk or whatever. And they ki- they kicked him out. They got Phil Collin in to play lead guitar on Pyromania, based uh, entirely on his ability to wear a vest without a shirt underneath. Yeah. So perhaps Animal was a product of this evolving uh, guitar presence, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it probably got it probably got better over time as Phil Collin got more and more uh, like uh, comfortable in the band. Sure, that's that's certainly possible. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I looked and looked for uh, for demos of this song because I would love to hear what it originally sounded like. That would mm-hmm. be cool to know. Um, Maybe we'll have to uh, like sneak into like Mutt Lang's house. Yeah, that would be great. Like, yeah, I'll I guess so. Got, on a, I'll bet he's got it in his basement somewhere, just like behind his like behind his his giant cardboard room. Shania Twain stand ups <laughs> that he keeps down there. <laughs> he's got yeah, he's got a billiard room. <laughs> so when he when his guy when his guy pals come over and they want to they want to escape from from their wives, he goes down. Yeah, to they his, got like it. They got he like a dad layer down there. He, he goes down to his man cave, which is also decorated in Shania Twain stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so they go down there, and uh, I don't know. It smells kind of musty. Yeah. Oh, but... yeah. It definitely does. It always does. And then, uh, and then, yeah. There's probably some utility closet back there in which mm-hmm. there's a bunch of old reels of tape. Yep. Uh, that's what we could find uh, on a few. Well, on a future episode, we'll probably plan out this entire heist. Yeah, I'm guessing we'll pose as I don't know delivery men, delivery boys, pizza boys. We should, we <laughs> yeah, two be, pizza boys. We're like, pizza, sir, sir, two, I'm a trainee. <laughs> I'm a trainee. This is my first run. <laughs> He's got to follow along. Uh, but I'm really nervous. Can I use your bathroom? Two will be two. 
pizza boys in our 30s. <laughs> yeah. You're you're the veteran pizza boy. I'll be the trainee. Yeah, yeah. And I will I'll trick him into letting me use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Big mistake, Mutt Lang. And uh, that's when... How are you going to distract him so that I can get down into that basement? I'll probably break a bottle over his head or something. <laughs> that, I mean, that's... I don't know if I'd call that a distraction. I mean, it, it certainly will get his attention. Uh... <laughs> I could I could dump a bunch of marbles on the floor and he could sleep on all the marbles. I wonder how often people break bottles on other people's heads in real life, expecting to have a movie like uh, <laughs> result, and instead just like just kill kill the person, <laughs> or at least scar them. Uh, yeah, it's 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 got to be pretty gross. It's got to be like really because bottles are really hard, and <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I, ma- I imagine... And human heads are filled with blood. Yep. <laughs> yep. And it's so tightly it's so tightly packed in there around the skull, you know? So yep. it probably just pops like a balloon, and, it, it, <laughs> and, the, and the bottle doesn't even break. And if it does, it probably makes a big, like, gash in the person's head. And, yep. uh, and then you go to jail for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, instead for of, attempted murder. Instead of the fun thing that happens in movies where people are just like, where their eyes roll around in the back of their heads, and then they... <laughs> yep, they roll around like it's uh, like a slot machine, and they both come up cherries, and then they fall asleep. Yep, and they drop, their knees just drop, and they drop straight to the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's too bad that there isn't, like, that's one thing that movies have lied to us all about, is that there's a way to do that to a person <laughs> at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's just the thing that movies created—the idea that you could just walk up to somebody and do something to them, and they'd be just out. Because I am not going to be able to do anything. I can't. I can't plan on walking into Mutt Lang's house mm-hmm. and just dropping him somehow in some way that's not going to like cause him brain damage or kill him. I can't plan on it. You know what I mean? Unless I yeah, unless you have one of those like mi- yep. Does chloroform actually work? Is that a real thing? Do we know that? I mean, I'm assuming it's a real thing. (laughs) Or is that something, Uh, too, where, like, where half the people who get chloroformed end up with brain damage or something? Yep, he's like, I have a severe chloroform allergy. I wrote that down (laughs) on my my ID. Clearly, it's marked there. You had to check my ID when you were delivering the pizza, because he (laughs) needed to make sure I was who I said I was. (laughs) He's got a chloroform allergy sticker on his ID. Yep. And so we sh- we show up, and I'm like, "Damn, I can't do that." Yep. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to break this bottle I brought. <laughs> this <laughs> bottle of prosecco we ordered with his pizza. We'll have to throw that hive of angry bees into, <laughs> into the living room. <laughs> now, I do like that this plan is based entirely on either us just showing up to be like, uh, "Mr. Lang, you want a sweepstakes for one free pizza," <laughs> or are we going to just wait for him to order a pizza? And then ambush the real delivery boys. Yeah, I say we stake out outside Mutt Lang's house. Okay. Um, and there's a way to listen into people's phone calls if you if you stake out outside their house, right? Uh, I think so. Is. I mean, you get one of those like spy pens that they advertise in Mad Magazine. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like we could probably listen in on his phone calls, and we wait for him to order a pizza, and then we wait 45 minutes, and we just show up. Yeah, I mean, we could probably monitor his his web web activity. Oh, right. What if he's like on Domino's and he's ordering it online? I mean, if you're on Domino's, you can on 
dominoes.com. Yeah, 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 because they have the pizza tracker. Yeah. Okay, so Animal. Uh, the This first verse... <laughs> Uh, it's all about it's all about animal uh, animal passion, animal yeah. instincts, as we mentioned already. Mm-hmm. There's a mention of a circus. That's weird, but it is also a callback to uh, the last album. Here, uh, just go ahead and read the, Just go ahead and read those uh, those those opening lyrics. That first okay. first verse. A wild ride over uh-huh. stony ground. Such a lust for life. The circus comes to town. We are the hungry ones on a lightning raid. Just like the river runs, like a fire needs flame, I burn for you. Yeah. And he's singing in a very, like, um, kind of sultry. It's a low, it's a relatively low register for Joe Elliott. And it sounds kind of, he's like he's whispering in your ear or something. Yeah, a little conversational um, almost. And then I, I burn for you. And, and then we have a classic uh, Def Leppard propulsive bridge like we we've Mm -hmm. talked about several times a a bridge that is just soaring uh you you just they don't have a if they don't have a patent on that bridge there's something wrong going on (laughs) yeah it's a bridge that doesn't need struts or girders it's a (laughs) it's a bridge that simply soars through the sky on its own uh like What's what's a word for structural power of the kind that Def Leppard exudes? Stuart, you're uh, a, you're a, you're an English major. I'm an English major. You're, the word you're thinking of is physics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, listen. To, you're welcome, friends. Listen to these physics. Okay, um, and I so, love how I don't know if it's the rhythm guitar, but there's one of those guitars doing like a little bit of a like a little bit of a strut up and down, like do da do da do da do da. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, it's really it's really driving. There's that uh, that double clap that whoa. Yeah, it sounds like a flamenco dancer dancing or something. You know mm-hmm. the like the. You, you dance to the side one way, then you clap over one shoulder, then you dance yep. to the side the other way, clap over the other shoulder. That's what that bridge. So who's it doing has that? a lot Who, of elements going on at the same time. Who's doing the clapping, by the way? It's got to be Joe Elliott, right? Because I mean, the guitarists have their hands full. I, the clapping is the is the crowd. It's oh, okay. it's definitely. Yeah. Um, it's it's not any member of the of the band at this point. I think it's a little below their pay grade to be doing their own okay. clapping. Yeah. So we have this propulsive bridge, and it moves I, into. I got to feel it in my blood. Whoa! I need your touch. Don't need your love. Whoa! So there's a distinction being drawn in the bridge between lust and love, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's a there's a need for physical connection uh, that is greater that is greater than uh, the need for like companionship, right? Okay. So um, so again, we, we're we're talking about primal things. We're talking about mm-hmm. uh, like 
like you said, it's it's deep down in your guts. It's that fire down below that uh, that old Bobby Seeger sang about. Um, <laughs> it's it uh, it is deeper and older than let's say even love. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can say that. Um, so, and it goes right into this chorus where they solidify this point. They say, uh, do you want to play it or should I just say it out loud? Uh, let I'll me just, let, go ahead and say what, say what the chorus is and then we'll play it. It says, and I want, and I need, and I lust, animal. And then repeats the same phrase. And I want, and I need, and I lust animal. Which, uh, which there's a subtle bit of word. I'm assuming play there. what he's saying is that I, in this case, I am the animal, not I lust after an animal, which would be gross. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, let's talk about that in a second. The, <laughs> po- the possible, uh, the possible bestiality themes going on here. But the okay. chorus, um, th- there is a, there's a bit of subtle. Some might say not quite effectual wordplay go- going on. I think it's great, but basically, and I animal, and I want, and I need, and I lust, and I. It would make more sense if if the word animal was and I mull, or and I mull, <laughs> and I and I'm all animal. <laughs> um. Yeah, that would uh, you could uh, that that almost you know what and I'm all could almost be could almost be an- another like wordplay song chorus about animal. If you had and but I'm we're not here animal. to play we're, we're not yeah. here to play backseat lyricist. No, we are not. We are not. We are here to respect this chorus as it is. Here it goes. <laughs> And then he drops it back down. That's the thing. That that chorus, them vocals are sky high. And then it goes back to the verse and he drops down to that sweet, sultry syrup he's spitting in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. He takes you flying through the clouds. And then suddenly you're back on earth standing in like a creek or something. Yep. And he's just he's just whispering right into your ear hole. Mm-hmm. Uh the, not to not to get back into nuts and bolts. Uh Okay. But well, okay, just to get back into nuts and bolts. Okay. I do I do want to say something cool about this song if you care at all about the way music is made is that the <laughs> um is that the the all of the stuff where he's singing kind of low, all of the the first cor- the first verse entirely was in um it was in like B flat or something. It, it's in a it's in a a lower key and then it goes up one half step. It goes up like one key on the piano for the bridge and the chorus, which is part of why those sound so elevated is because they are literally elevated. And then it drops back down. You can kind of hear that. You can kind of hear the way it drops down at the end of that chorus. Um, uh, You can hear it dropping back down into a lower register. It's a very, very effective modulation. You don't hear that a lot in songs, in these kinds of songs, where it goes 
back and forth. Usually when somebody jumps up in a modulation, they like stay there. Okay. Or they, or if they start going down, they continue to go down. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of living on a prayer. Well, the end of living on a prayer, it goes way, way up. Yeah. Um, but uh, doesn't it, don't they drop down like midway through the, uh, like the fade out basically? Oh, wait. Yeah. I think maybe they do go back. There is a song, and I don't know if it's Living on a Prayer or if it's High Enough by uh, Damn Yankees, but one of those songs, it modulates up, and then, yeah, right before the song ends, it, like, comes back down. But I don't. But I can't. I can't remember which which one that is. But there. Uh, so the, listeners, write in and tell us yeah, which one t- it is. Please, please do write it. Write in and tell us all of the great. Tell us what your favorite modulations in songs are. That's actually, <laughs> you know what? That's actually a good question to ask uh, some some podcast listeners. What's your What's your favorite modulations in songs? Uh, Loretta Lynn's Coal Miner's Daughter has a thing where it like this, where it goes up a half step, but it. Every time there's a change from a verse to a chorus back to a verse, it goes up one more half step, which is kind of, it sounds weird. Like, it's just straight up. I mean, it's a really, really great song. It's classic. It's a hit. But it it genuinely sounds strange to hear it. Um, Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you have to take a shower afterwards. Yeah, like you're just whirling around in some carnival of... Of, uh, some carnival freak show. Speaking um, of carnivals, uh, in the song Animal, we are kind of trapped in a carnival, aren't we? Yeah, there's like a... Um, well, he says circus I mean the, comes in, to town. And in the um, music video, it's like dudes just hanging out in a circus, right? Or like yeah. hanging out in a barn? I don't remember there's, it. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if we want to get into all the visual stuff going on in, a, in, the, in the video, because we are going to have a... We are going to talk about this video on a later episode, I'm sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's basically it's a circus theme, which makes a lot of sense when you're talking about uh, w- when you want to when you want to have a yeah, you got to get the kids excited. <laughs> you want to get the kids excited, but you also have to have a performance that involves animals. So if uh-huh. a, so, if a band is thinking about performing a rock song in a situ- in a situation that involves animals, pretty much like the circus is a great circus is a great thing to hang on to there yeah it's like circus rodeo yeah. uh like a cockfight yeah i yeah i'm glad they didn't go with cockfight uh yeah. <laughs> if they were performing in the background of a cockfight <laughs> that could that could be pretty brutal and pretty and pretty divisive i don't think people would would like that video yeah. the video as much even though pu- even though push a lot of buttons even though, to be fair, like it, there are elephants in the circus in the video, and elephants are very, um, like, I mean, the uh, the treatment of elephants in circuses, I think, pretty much universally now is considered uh, like terrible. Yeah, I mean, Ringling Brothers are stopping the use of elephants in their shows. Yeah. So, hey, <clears throat> that's great news. Yeah, yeah, we did we did something, guys. Yeah. So, okay, um, so we go into this second verse, and it's a little bit more of the same. Uh, it has this actually features probably my favorite Def Leppard lyric, where he says, uh, "I'm running with the wind, a shadow in the dust, and like the driving rain, like the restless rust, I never sleep." It's a great line. That is a great line. It took um, quite a while for me to figure out what he's saying. But it, when I figured it out, I, it sounded great. Yeah, well, okay, so what, what do you think he's saying there? 
I mean, what do I think he's like saying? I think he's saying that, you know, he can go all night, baby. <laughs> right. It's part of his pitch. Right. Uh, it, it, you don't think it's bigger than that? You don't think he's like a, he's saying he's a force of nature. He's like, he's, he's animal. He, he is animal oh, yeah, as a I collective unit. Like he's like, I, I think of this verse as, as being about how animals are like a force of nature. The way that they talk about, um, you know, uh, the animals have a geological effect on the world. You know what I mean? Like they, the okay. way they, the way they consume things and uh, move things around. Uh, animals affect the actual geology of the world as a in a long term thing. So you have um, you have horses running with the wind, uh, kicking up dust like the driving rain, like the restless rust. I never sleep. Uh, that um, rust never sleeps is a is a reference to. Uh, uh, a Neil Young album. Uh, I don't know if you're right there. It, I, I'm totally right. Uh, okay. And the and the Neil Young and the Neil Young album was a reference to like I think a Rustoleum slogan, uh, which is it it makes sense as a Neil Young slogan. That was the, something that he would say when he would talk about creativity. Neil Young would say. Uh, uh, Rust never sleeps. So, like, you got to keep ahead of things. You got to like constantly reinvent yourself because the minute you sit down or go to sleep, rust is going to find you, and it's going to take over, and you're going to get rusty. That's the whole idea behind that, right? Uh, that as a as a like slogan for a product just kind of seems like paranoid and fucked up. You know, like rust never sleeps. You got to be super diligent about rust. I would rather a, a product be like. Hey man, it's cool, but if you got some rust, try Rustoleum. <laughs> yeah, you know where to you're find fine. us. Yeah, you're gonna we'll be, be okay. It's just rust. Like that's what I want to hear from a product, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Doctor Def, don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> and by the way, it's all small stuff. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, no, so, I think you're right. I think we're talking we're talking about a almost elemental level that Joe Elliott is is describing himself. We've said it a few times. Primal is the word. It's like it is a yeah, an elemental is a great word for it. There's a simplicity going on here, but an intensity, an intensity of like focus. Um that I that is again lust. Yeah. And that and that great verse builds into yet another soaring bridge. And yep. we have the uh, we have the we have another chorus. And well, that's hold on a second, get... Stuart. Yeah, what's I up? Wanna, I want to go back to something that you said that uh, I, I told you to wait a second on. Was it about we gonna... uh, Was it about Jeff Leopard? Because I'm pretty sure somebody has that name. It's not that weird. There's probably somebody out there named Jeff Leopard. How do you think the leopard is spelled? Uh, like it's, like it's supposed to be spelled L-E-P-P-A-R-D. Okay. Like the cat. Is the first name spelled like the German? G-E-O-F-F. Okay. G-E-O-F-F and then L-E-P-P-A-R-D. Jeff Leopard. Okay. What if it's, 
I mean, this is uh, this is just spitballing. This is blue sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if um, what if we're talking about someone named Jeff? Not not Jeff, but Jeff. Is that the owner of the bistro? No, 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 no. Again, again, the bistro is like it's an American bistro. It's just cool. It's just cash for for you and your bros. And it uh, and um, it's J E F F. But I'm talking about a like a French person named Jeff Lepard or something like oh, that. Okay. Like like uh, like maybe even two different. Maybe maybe there's a space between Le and Pard, but there probably wouldn't probably wouldn't be double P at that point. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I want it to be spelled the way I described it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it I'm allowed be to be. That way I'm too. allowed to be picky in my fantasies. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, if your name is Jeff Leopard, the way that uh, Stuart wants it to be spelled, uh, yeah. write in. If it's any sure. other thing, uh, write in as well and tell us what your name is. Also. <laughs> yeah. Whatever just, your agenda is, it's cool. Yeah. We don't. We, we just don't want judge to hear your here. name. I, I'm sure there's some great names out there. I just like to hear some of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you want us to put something on the side table. Yeah, I, and we're well, gonna we're gonna go back to that table and pick it up. What are we talking about? Well, uh, you brought up the how weird it would be if this song was about Joe Elliott wanting to like actually have sex with an animal. Which now oh, we've gotten yeah, through, yeah. now that we've gotten through the the verses and we've we've covered all the sort of animalistic references. Um, cry wolf given mouth to mouth the question of whether this is specifically a song about uh, and I lust for an animal bestiality that yeah. question now obviously or I, I hope obviously I don't think that Joe Elliott wrote this song about wanting to fuck an animal mm-hmm. there were some rumors at the time that the that this album was released and that this song this song being the lead single uh, in in Europe for this album, there were some rumors. There were some tabloid speculation, all unfounded. None of this was ever um, what do you call it uh, corroborated or substantiated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Joe Elliott at this time was dating a horse. Oh, some people. But did then you said it was unfounded. I at least there's no evidence for it. A lot of people okay. felt like he was clearly dating, and not. And this is before this song even came out. People were so, speculating, or there were like, rumors that he was dating a horse. Was it like in the last unicorn where that prince is dating the unicorn lady? It would have been a lot like that if it had happened, and I don't. Okay. I don't know if it happened. I. You don't I, want to I confirm, mean, yeah. Joe has Joe has certainly dated slightly outside the bounds of like human. That's happened okay. before. We yeah, we know yeah. that's happened before. He dated a vampire. We know that that <laughs> yeah. happened. He dated um, Princess Di, who's eternal, like a diamond, yeah, like a candle. Who's in the a wind. candle in the wind? Yeah. Um. And I'm, I I, I want to say at some point he's probably dated a space alien, but I don't know for sure. And we don't. We'd again, have to go are, back. These are all these. You know that that would be a, that would be a rumor, but I could see that happening. Like I would not be if I heard that Joe Elliott dated. You know, some kind of superpowered woman from space. I would not be surprised at that at all. Yeah. Horse, horse, I'm balking at. Like I'm not sure. 
and it's not just that I don't want to believe that. It's that I think the circumstantial evidence here, even the circumstantial evidence kind of points in another direction. I, um, I think if he was dating a horse at this time, why would he put a song? Why would the first song on the album be such a like strong tribute to women? That wouldn't, that wouldn't make yeah, sense. It doesn't like if make you, sense at all. If you were dating a horse and you put out an album and the first song was just about how great women are and how grateful you are that they exist, you'd have a hard time explaining that to your horse friend. Unless you're trying to bury the lead, throw, throw the pursuers off your scent. Right, but that would piss off your horse. Horses are, are <laughs> horses are very devi- defiant, noble creatures. I, I and and yeah. prideful. I d- I doubt that. Um, I would I would just be really surprised. I think he would be more subtle about it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he would write a bunch of songs that were that seemed like they could be about a woman, but were actually yeah. about a horse. He wouldn't have a song about how great women are, and then a song that maybe thinks you maybe makes you think he kind of wants to fuck a horse. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't now, put those close to each other like that. Now, Alex, we've talked a little bit about Jeff Leppard, but mm-hmm. we, I also want your opinion on what do you think the over-under is that somewhere on YouTube, there's a super cut of clips of sexy cartoon animal characters like Lola Bunny, Robin Hood from Disney's Robin Hood, etc., all cut together with this song as the backing music. What's the over-under on it? Yeah, yeah. What's the likelihood that exists somewhere? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want specific over under numbers? So, like, it would yeah, be, yeah. It would be like zero to. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't get lower than zero. Uh, no, of course but not. But it's like zero to maybe. Zedro, right? M- yeah. <laughs> Zedro uh, to maybe f- five. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's absolutely. Wow, that's a firm stance, yeah. Well, I mean, there's absolutely no way there's more than five of those <laughs> on YouTube. And, and if I could go lower than zero, I actually, I would. I would in this case. Because okay. I have perused the animal videos available to me, and I don't think there are any. Um, okay. But, but, but that would be, that's something for somebody to make. That's, that's great. I mean, it's, that's money on the ground. You're just walking by money yep. lying on the ground. Yep. It's throwing money in the garbage. So we we've talked about the first uh, the first two iterations of the verse, uh, bridge, and chorus. Yeah. And after that second chorus, that's when the song gets a little bit nasty. Oh, it does. It totally. A little something for the nasty boys here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, nasty boys need only apply. Yep. So, uh, there's a real strong huh there in the middle of an otherwise very, uh, like, generally re- restrained song. That's an right? odd choice of a word for a song about your following about, your instincts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't it, um, but in comparison, isn't huh, like, just going huh, is yeah. like, it's sort of out of nowhere for, for this song. 
Yeah, that's a little too Tim the Toolman Taylor for me. Is it? So you don't like this section? No, I like every part of the song. I was lying. <laughs> uh, uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a little different. Um, the I wonder. I wonder if when we find that lost demo reel of the song, we'll also find that like scat track of Joe Elliott trying all these different uh, vocal nuances for this section. Do you think that he tried all uh, like he? Instead of huh, maybe he was going to do like a roar and a yep. growl. <laughs> like Ooh, he, was, ah, ah, ah. he probably went through all of the different animal noises uh, to start yeah. this section. I love that um, that guitar sound that uh, that sounds like uh, somebody falling down a big hole or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think that's the technical term for that. Guitar slide. Gonna hunt you, Laka. Yeah, so he gets super aggressive there. It's um and yep. I, and I think um I think that the obviously it's a song about lust, so having a breakdown where you just let your this is um this is really to drive at home how much this lust is affecting you. And then that, that takes us into uh that takes us into the guitar solo, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a beautiful Beautiful guitar solo. Do you, should we just Textbook. listen? Should we just listen yeah, to the yeah. guitar solo? Let's yeah. do that. And we're back into that great soaring bridge section again. With the with those with those incredible incredible backing vocals, uh, just a, like wall of uh, of satiny. Yeah, like you're being enveloped in a in a pillow of Def Leppard vocals. It's yeah, a satin pillow of vocals is actually <clears throat> something that I have in my in my notes for this song because I yeah. the I, th- I think the production on this song is. Um, is pretty incredible. Like I, the, like there's a few a few general things I want to say about the song. If we if we can get to that at this point, unless you have something specific you want to say about the lyrics. No, let's let's jump into it. I mean, I think the uh, I do like how the 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 song kind of fades out with the 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 backing vocals doing kind of continuing along with the chorus and Joe kind of responding. Yeah, uh, I think that's great. I love how the song drops out, and you're like, "Oh man, the song's done already!" And then it comes right back, and you're oh, like, yeah, "Yeah!" I definitely, I definitely wanted to hear that. Let me go ahead and play the end of the song because, yeah, that definitely is. This is um, this is a really, really, really big highlight of a song that is on its own a really, really big highlight. So here we go. We get a we get a long double chorus there at the end uh, where it drops out and you're like what is it done 
And then one more time they do the chorus and it's like five seconds after that they they come back in and just do it again because they know how much you love it they do it again for like five seconds and you know it's done that time because joe throws a little bit of his classic (laughs) at the end yeah like he's a little like he's a little it's that little demon part of him yeah he's like a coyote shaman (laughs) yeah 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 a a trickster god trickster god exactly that's the that's the the mode that he's in when he laughs at the end of a song and you feel like you've been taken on a journey, but then you're like, wait, is there something more I need to think about here? Uh, yeah. cause he just laughed at the end of that. And, yeah. um, so, th- but the, to back up a little bit, uh, the, his, his sort of ad libs that he says, um, in that double chorus, he says, mm-hmm. take me, tame me, make me your animal, show me, stroke me, let me be your animal. Uh, which is, I think, in in important contrast to the other message of the song, which is that okay. I just I just want to fuck you and leave. You know that primal, yeah. uh, that 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 just lust. This is what he's calling for here: is take me, tame me. It's the it's it's the drive to conquer versus the drive to be tamed or the drive to conquer being compounded by actually wanting to be tamed. It's a, it's a, it's like, um, domesticating an animal or something. Cause he says, show me, stroke me, make me your animal. You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you're saying. He's yeah. He's, he's switching it up on one hand, especially when you consider that he laughs at the end, you're like, wait, is that second part? Is he, is he trying to trick me? Right. Well, you never know. That's the part you of the complicated know. beauty of, of nature is that when you domesticate an animal, are you enslaving yourself to it or do you con- or do you conquer it? Absolutely. So, so it's a, a lot to think about, a lot to chew on with this, like what seems like a relatively straightforward, uh, somewhat poppy song. Three odd minute long song. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. It's well, it's four minutes Okay. And um and but it's but it's coming after Rocket and Women, which are both epics. You know, yeah. both like six minute songs that have like elaborate, complicated things going on and a big like and they both have these big like backstory things happening in them and Yeah. And this is just a straightforward one on one he's talking to a woman, telling her that he's got these animal feelings relating everything to being an animal and then saying like i have lust for you but i want you to conquer me at the same time uh so it's it's i don't know like i said there's a there's a lot to chew on here uh do you have any do you have any like an animal might chew on something yeah it's it's cud this is a (laughs) bit of this is a bit of musical cud Mm -hmm. for you to chew on um what were you saying alex I was going to, well, I was going to say, I want to say two things generally about this, and and I guess I'll bounce them off of you, Stuart. Uh, One is, pound for pound, I think this might be Def Leppard's best song. Like, just all things, it doesn't mean it's necessarily my favorite song, it doesn't mean it's like the only, like if I could have one song on a desert island or something. But I think that they really accomplished something 
phenomenal with this song because it's it's certainly the most Def Leppard song. Like if somebody needed an example of what a Def Leppard song sounds like, I would I would show them Animal. Right, but it's also got that quality. I think a lot of times bands will have one or two songs that sound like they transcend even the weaknesses of that band itself. And I don't I don't think Def Leppard has that many weaknesses, but I but I do think um uh, I do think this song has a transcendent quality that like makes it, I don't know. It just, it just, it's just seems so perfect. Yeah. Like it, like it doesn't even like it's coming, like it must be older than them in some way. And part of that is, uh, they must how, have found the musical notes written on like an Egyptian scroll. Sure. Sure. And that's appropriate and, due to how Egyptian mythology mythology is based around animal headed gods. Yes. Yeah. And and animal instincts, presumably. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Maybe how that stuff works. But the but part of that is just what a good catch great catchy song it is. And part of that is the production, which we've talked about a little bit. I think like I said, the the backing vocals are this like satin pillow that, you know, just in, if you if you uh, go ahead and listen to this song on headphones, listeners, because you will feel you will feel those backing vocals just envelop your head like a pillow. You will feel a connection to the drums like you're actually sitting at the drum. Like the drums are so in your face on this song. And yet it's not a loud song. It's not like an aggressive in your face song. It's a very smooth uh, oral experience, but it's also like it's bristling at the same time. Uh, so I just I just think it's really like it's an amazing production to me. I say one hundred percent sincerely, like it's an awesome, awesomely produced song. Wow, that was soul bearing of you. But I guess that's what this podcast is, uh, this yeah. podcast is all about, you know. Just you know, being open about stuff. Yeah, it's a it, it's a safe space. Yeah. For views and attitudes mm-hmm. and and being nude so the other thing i wanted to say Ed, sure do, so do that you, was you it? number do, one did i did i kind of did i kind of blow a load and you don't really want to like you, you don't want to be no, like no yeah, I, I, yeah i like it fine like I don't, no i'm being <laughs> respectful like it's it's a it's a great song for a long time it was my favorite song off of hysteria it might still be yeah. uh and it's certainly as i said like i think it's like everything about it is, the, everything about it screams the Def Leppard. Like sure. every, like the like the soaring bridge, the choruses, uh, and like Joe Elliott's vocal work is incredible in this song. What's so, number two? The, well, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was was how this how this fits into our into our trilogy of records. Oh, okay. Uh, which you know, which which started with High and Dry, uh, continued with Pyromania, and and is now we're we're now three songs into Hysteria, and the question of what is what is Animal, like what is it overall, um, and yeah, I don't so know if you have any thought any thoughts on that, like how it fits into our broader themes and narrative. Well, we talked about. Uh, I mean, I can see at least with this record. We begin in almost like a biblical Genesis, yeah, and then we we take to the skies, 
And now we're looking back down to earth, you know, once mm-hmm. again, it's, uh, it's these very like physical creature concerns. Yeah. It's a, it's simplicity again. Like yeah. we've got, we've gone from the, the complexities of a song of rock of ages, uh, of, of chaos of Billy's got a gun. And now mm-hmm. we're, and now we're talking one-on-one, just primal attraction, just chemicals, just what you're just what your body's telling you to do. Um, I think of this song as being a as as being a spiritual and and physical sequel to the song Photograph. Oh, okay. Um, what do you mean it, by that? Well, just on an aesthetic level, it shares so much in common with Photograph. These songs are are very very similar. They have a they're about the same length. They have about the same tempo. They have a very similar structure. They both have that soaring bridge and that sort of shout along chorus. They're both, um, uh, and they, they even both have a one syllable or uh, sorry, a one word title. That's three syllables where you're kind of shouting along to that word in the, in the chorus. Those are just the aesthetic things. I'm not saying that's like a huge, huge deal. Um, what makes it, I think a sequel is that photograph was about, uh, wanting to connect to a person um but only having their photograph mm-hmm. basically joe elliott was was jerking off to a photograph in that song yeah um, i mean was, not to get not to get too blue but yeah <laughs> oh we're gonna get blue baby um <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a threat so he's so in that song joe elliott is just you know just looking at like a picture of a woman and jerking off. And in this song, he is actually like pursuing a physical woman. And uh, like in, in photograph, he says, uh, I want to, I want to touch you in the course of both songs. It's want and need photograph. I don't want your photograph. I don't need your, and then in animal it's, and I want, and I need, and I lust animal. And so there's, there's, uh, this, the context of lust from going from the situation where you're just looking at a photograph of a person to where you're actually pursuing that person. And that, I think, is him acknowledging, uh, like, basically becoming a man. You know what okay. I mean? You're giving, from, he has more agency, or he's like, yes. he's a grown-up at this point? Uh I don't think I, I don't think he means I don't think he means specifically Joe Elliott. Obviously, Joe Elliott didn't need a picture to jerk off to when Pyromania yeah, came out. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that it's more like it, it, it more reflects that that development of you go from being a teenager jerking off to a photograph to a man pursuing a woman, uh, and that I think he's just I think he's just acknowledging that like graduation. Okay, uh, and and also like. Also, the the redemption here, which which I, uh, ultimately hysteria is about redemption. So the technology of photograph photograph is a is a is a product of technology, right? Yep. Uh, and that is gone here. We're back in the Garden of Eden, and so mm-hmm. we're re- so he's being redeemed again, again by simplicity, by just taking away that photograph 
You know, get get that photograph out from between us, and we're just going to be one-on-one. And that, I think, is the point of yeah, the, this the, song compared to Photograph. Yeah, the trappings of civilization are thrown by the wayside, and we are yeah. we are naked and rolling around in a circus tent. Sure. Yeah. With a bunch of, like, elephants who are probably miserable. <laughs> yeah. But they, they can see the light at the end of the tunnel because they're on, their, on the verge of death. <laughs> Or they just, uh, or they just had a baby who has really big ears and can fly. Yep. So that was animal. Do we have thank any you, more? Thank uh, you. We we have any more thoughts about animal? Uh, I don't. I uh, okay. I think that's. I think that about does it uh, for yeah, me. Yeah. So it looks like we went we went long on this one. Uh, so I guess yeah. you're gonna have to check uh, check back with us next time for I want to follow um, up follow up track love bites. Love Bites. Which is Which, definitely going to be on the menu at Jeff, the restaurant. Yeah, a little, yeah, Love Bites, a little uh, amuse-bouche for the beginning of your, uh, for the beginning of your, your dining experience. Love Bites. Mm-hmm. I want to say thank you to Dr. Two Steps, who sent us a, a message on our, uh, on our Gmail account that is, Till death do us party at Gmail. The name of this show with no spaces at gmail.com. There's two L's in till mm-hmm. and two P's in party. Uh, we spelled, I, I want to say this. Um, I was pretty confident as we came up with the title of this show that, mm-hmm. um, that we should use the correct spelling of till. Which is T I L L. I'm not saying that's the cool spelling of till, but if you just look it up, that's actually like the word for for till. Okay, that's the shortened form of until. Actually, no. That's the crazy thing about it is that the word till, meaning until, is long is 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 older than the word until. It's not actually an abbreviation of until. Until is like a portmento or whatever it's called of like of till and another word um so okay. you when you say till something or something not saying you can't use the one letter the the one l till because people use it all the time it's just if you're going by like the dictionary what is more correct etymology what is more correct it's t-i-l-l now I'm a little yeah, and bum- if there's one thing we, I mean, if there's one thing we stress on this program is, uh, is is being accurate. Accuracy is super important to us. Obviously, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. we're we're discussing words, we're discussing art, we're discussing history. We need to be very clear about what we're about what we're talking about. Now, I don't think that the two L version is more cool. So when I saw that um, that your friends, the Stuart, the uh, the old McElroy boys, had a mm-hmm. podcast the, uh... with with a, an almost identical name that they spelled theirs with the cooler T I L, it made me feel a little bit like a nerd, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Okay. So, but what, uh, what is, is what what's is the that context? Podcast? Of- what is that one? Uh, uh, I think that's Till, Till Death Do Us Blart. Till Death a, Do Us Blart. That is a podcast whereby uh, performing on it 
you are they are signing a lifetime contract to watch the movie Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 once a year and talk about it on a podcast. Once a year. So that's a podcast that once comes out once a year. Mm-hmm. So they came up with that title after we had put out an episode, right? Am I right about that? Uh, I, I, I don't think that's correct. <laughs> uh, they, they, I think they released their first episode after, but I am assuming it was a long and process gestation. All right. And they're, to give them credit, their pun is less labored. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, that's kind of my point, is that like ours, ours is both more labored, and we use the less cool version <laughs> of Till. So like we're we're like yeah. nerds in this situation, and they're the cool kids in this situation. And plus, they're only doing it once a year. We're making a podcast. We're putting out a podcast every couple of weeks, like a couple of dweebs. And they're like uh-huh. doing it once a once a year. I, I don't know. I, yeah, cool should, guys do it once a year. Yeah, should we like? I don't know. Should should we kill them? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, you went from zero to ninety a little too fast, there, buddy. Um, no, I would say, no, what, no. What I, I mean, what I mean is because they're only going to do this podcast until they die. So well, I think technically they have a line of succession built into play in case one of them, like if, in case one of them befalls some kind of terrible accident. Do they really befalls them? Yeah, I think they uh, have an official yeah. line of so. succession. All right. Well, this has been a long ad for somebody else's podcast. So uh. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so as as uh, Dr. Def over there was saying, uh, we are podcasters. Uh, mm-hmm. When I'm not doing till Def do a pop 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 party, I am. Uh, you can find me over at the Flophouse Podcast, a comedy podcast about bad movies. Um, you can find me on Twitter at FlophouseCat, mm-hmm. and you can find me in Park Slope, Brooklyn, tending bar and uh, telling jokes. Wh- where? <laughs> at, at bars. Oh, just uh, at different bars. They should just stop bars. into all the different bars in Park Slope, Brooklyn? Yep, just wander into every single one. Okay. That's order a... a drink and wait. And if I don't show up, well, you got unlucky. It's the old Wellington pub crawl. Yep. Uh, my name's Alex Smith. I'm Dr. Def. And uh, I am also in a band called Lydia Burrell. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Lydia Burrell. That's two R's, two L's in Burrell. It's like a woman's name. Uh, I also make uh, funny videos on YouTube under the name Howl Dottie. And uh, that's it. So, uh, thank you. Thank you. Done. Let me stop this.
Oh, 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 oh,